Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. Hi, I'm Caroline Stephen, financial journalist. Welcome to Talking Trading. Pyramiding in the markets is the counterintuitive strategy of adding more money to a winning position. As your position increases, you buy. Today, Chris Tate walks us through when to pyramid and the methods he's using in the current market conditions. We also hear from Louise Bedford on the power of opportunities and how she evaluates the ones that come across her desk every week. She discusses how trading fits into the money-making arena and realistically evaluates what you can expect from learning the craft. But first up, we want to ask your help to spread the word of talking trading. Good people know good people. You have been the most responsive group of listeners, and we want to continue to grow talking trading and bring you world-class traders and their stories. So if there's someone you know who's interested in trading, suggest they go to talkingtrading.com.au to hear our traders' stories. But right now, here's Chris Tate on pyramiding in the markets. Chris Tate, hello and welcome to Talking Trading. Hi, Caroline. Chris, we are talking about pyramiding today. Question number one, what is pyramiding? Pyramiding is the rather counterintuitive strategy of adding more money to a winning position. Uh, think of it this way. Let's assume you buy a stock at a dollar and it goes to a dollar twenty-five. You buy more. It goes to a dollar fifty. You buy more. It goes to a dollar seventy-five. You buy more. I say this is counterintuitive because what most people have been educated to think is that as your position increases in value, that you should actually begin selling it because uh, you can never go broke taking a profit. Intriguingly, that's exactly how you do go broke because you find that people with this mindset of cutting their winners short somewhat intriguingly and paradoxically have the reciprocal mindset of letting their losses run. It's one of the reasons why, for example, Australian funds perform so badly. If an Australian fund manager has a stock that is running very, very well and doing extremely well, they'll actually begin to sell it, take profits along the way or take partial profits. Strangely enough, though, if they get a stock that's performing very, very badly, they will either hang on to it or buy more, which is the worst of all possible worlds. How do you know when to pyramid? It's a good question, and it's probably broken into two halves. There's sort of the macro perspective of, is the market now allowing me pyramiding? And there is the more functional or fundamental sort of approach of what landmarks will I use to pyramid? Uh, There's a variety of ways of doing this. Uh, People will pyramid on a new buy signal that's occurred after the first one. They will pyramid on a multiple of something like average true range, so they'll let volatility set a landmark. 
they may even pyramid very, very aggressively, and that is every time a position moves to break even, they'll just add another one. The question is one of simply how do you set the landmarks? And the landmarks are set according to each trader's. So this is a million-dollar question. Is pyramid, yes. pyramiding working at the moment? It's a good question. In domestic equity systems, no. Uh, the, the trends simply don't have the longevity. And what you're actually doing is turning what might be a small winner into either a break-even or a small loss. The same is a little bit true for the commodity markets, which have not displayed any propensity to trend for a while, although at present there do seem to be some embryonic trends unfolding. With the current market conditions in the domestic market and commodities, have your methods changed at all? At, at present, it's, it's sort of a slightly nuanced question because my macro filter for domestic equities has been off for some time. And so I haven't had the opportunity to even engage in equities markets. But in commodities trades, I normally had been a very aggressive pyramider. But I've actually switched that off for the time being. And I've changed the way the money management revolves around the initial entry. Simply because I was finding what I was ending up doing was taking positions that were, as I said, small winners and turning them into in, either into break-even or losing trades because the trends didn't have the longevity. And so when I looked at the distribution of returns, I could see all these small losses that really shouldn't have been there if I had not pyramided. Are you letting your trades sit longer at break-even now? I am. I just, I've adopted a slightly different tactic. I've never been one for racing the stop up, up after the position. I don't run the stops close anyway. So that's never been a habit of mine. But what I'm actually doing now is letting the stop run to break even and holding it there for a considerable period of time and just letting the positions unfold. And I've done this recently in the soy complex and it seems to have worked better than my expectations. But it comes back to that old thing of you can, you can always bugger a position up. And one of the problems people have is that they want to be involved in the activity of trading. And the notion of just sitting there and letting the position unfold is a little bit foreign to us. Because if you think about the word trading, it has the connotation that you're actually doing something or that you're doing something constantly. So it's not that it takes a lot of effort just to leave it. It requires a switch in mindset to just sit on your hands and let it find its own rhythm. So walk us through this soybean example that you've just mentioned. Soy exists as a complex, the soybeans, soybean oil and meal. Two of the three have been running. One has not. That's understandable. That occurs. What I've actually done is that instead of chasing the price and pyramiding, I've let the stop run to break even and I'm now just holding it there. They do have a very wide catch-all stop, which I regard as a panic stop. So if something went disastrously wrong overnight, that would catch them. But by and large, it's a matter of sitting the main landmark stop at break-even and just sitting on your hands, letting the trend unfold. And because I've changed the way the initial money management works, it's actually working quite well. It's working a little bit better than I thought it would, actually. What would be your advice to traders at the moment? With regard to pyramiding, one of the things, one of the things we get locked into as traders is we tend to be fairly dogmatic. We tend to lock into a way of thinking and we're not very good at observing the overall conditions. Part of, I think, if there, if there is a secret to trading, and I don't think there is, 
it is having the capacity to step back and see what is actually happening on a much wider canvas than we normally do. One of the problems we have is that we become obsessed with looking at the screen and watching the colours change and we don't step back and look at what's happening and then interrogating ourselves and saying, well, this is happening, is my methodology and my psychology actually in sync with what is actually happening? Not what I want to happen, not what I think will happen, but with what is actually occurring. And that's the issue. And part of that is removing your own ego from the decision-making process so that you can admit that you do actually need to change and that sometimes you need to think about your methodology and to think about whether it is appropriate for the time. Chris Tate, thanks for your time. Thanks, Caroline. There are so many things we could do. It's hard to know which one would suit us best. And look, it's usually not lack of opportunity these days, let's face it. It's an issue of decisiveness. What money-making opportunity should you follow? Let's see, there's property, shares and there's business. Heck, you could start an internet business, an eBay business, a retail business. The list goes on and on. Sometimes it's very hard to decide. And it's especially hard to decide if you don't have much experience in the two opportunities that you're aiming to trade off against each other. Now, this could also extend to whether you learn to trade or whether you'd like to do our six-month repeat-for-free mentor program. This is how I evaluate opportunities. I get many, many opportunities across my desk every single week, as I'm sure you do. And I make sure that I evaluate them very carefully. One wrong move and your life in a few years' time could be in a very different situation. It could be incredibly fantastic or you could have made a misstep. So firstly, I look at return on investment. If I give this thing my all, what will my return on investment be over the next 12 months? What would it be reasonable to assume that I'd make over the next 12 months? Well, there's bad news when it comes to the trading side. Generally, I suggest that people aim to break even in 12 months and that they aim to gather education and accumulate experience and knowledge and not look at their own results. Trading is such a reflection of your own psyche, your skill set, your discipline, and it's impossible to get everything right in just one year. Ideally, trading is a two to five year plan. Immediate riches are more the exception rather than the rule. So if I was looking to score trading without support, I'd probably give it a three out of a 10 in terms of return on investment. And with the mental program, I'd give it a five or a six out of 10, because at least you're following a set framework that will lay out for you. It's very unlikely to return a good return on investment, though, in the short term if you're just starting out, and I want you to be prepared for that. The second area that I evaluate is future value. Is this opportunity likely to bring in significant wealth over the medium to long term? And in terms of trading, I would say, hell yes. There are very few businesses that you can set up as inexpensively as trading. Plus, you get immediate feedback, so you'll know whether you're doing well or not. Without support, though, 
the future is bleak because the odds are that you'll probably give up. I'm not saying this to scare you, I'm just trying to give you the facts. The majority of traders do not make it alone. With the mentor program though, I would score future value as a 10 out of 10. We offer lifetime support. We offer a repeat for free course and we will stand by you and work for you for free until you attain your goals. It's hard to beat. The third thing that I look at to evaluate is personal development. Will the opportunity provide self-growth opportunities? Will it let me master my craft and grow as a person and improve my mindset? Oh my gosh, yes. The markets act as a mirror. They reflect the inner you. You get a chance to observe whether you like what you see and your level of income in the markets will rarely exceed your level of self-development. So you have a vested interest to keep on improving your wealth mindset. Some traders without support, they really do stop developing because they're not provided with constant stimulation. With our mentorees though, we are with you. We are providing new input, new methods, new techniques. So a 10 out of 10 for our mentorees and probably an 8 out of 10 if you try to do this alone in terms of personal development. How about lifestyle? That's the other thing that I look at. You know, sometimes we'll have a trader approach to us and say they want to look after their family. They want to spend more time with their family, go on holidays. And then they start trading two-minute tick charts on the FX market, which is open 24 hours a day. Clearly, there's a conflict. What do you want with your lifestyle? Every opportunity that brings in untold wealth, if it also negatively affects your lifestyle, it does not score well. With trading, you can take on a system that takes you five hours a day to run or 10 minutes a week. It is up to you. It is completely flexible. So I do score this 10 out of 10 on the lifestyle scale. And the last one is emotional well-being. Even if the opportunity that you're looking at has a great return on investment, a terrific future value, it gives you personal development and lifestyle. If it takes too much of a toll on whether you find meaning, whether you feel fulfilled, whether this is your life's work, then you have to pass. How does what you're doing impact the community around you, your family, your friends, your soul, your trader's heart? Trading is such an insular sport. You will only have the impact that you choose to. Many traders do charity work and volunteer work to increase the level of meaning in their life. So with trading, I would rate this as probably a 7 out of 10. The activity itself isn't terrific in providing opportunities for personal meaning and depth. However, it does free up your time. It frees up your mind and your wallet so that you can pursue meaning elsewhere. So I guess really with the mentor program, there are other avenues as well. So maybe as a mentoree, I'd score this as an 8 out of 10. So no, trading isn't perfect. And trading using the mentor program as your education source and your support, it isn't perfect either. But what opportunity is? You are unlikely to be an overnight success, but I can tell you that without support, it makes it much, much more difficult.
You will need to strive to retain the lessons the markets are teaching you. And with like-minded people and mentors who care about your success, it makes it that much easier. If you haven't registered for priority notification for our upcoming mentor program, you really need to do this now. Go to tradinggame.com.au forward slash priority. I'll just say that website again, tradinggame.com.au forward slash priority. I'll give you a series of comprehensive videos in the lead up to the mid-November opening date for the mentor program. Some mentor programs have booked out in an hour and a half. So good traders are action takers. Those that know what they want to do can evaluate an opportunity and take action on that decision. They are the ones who will make it in the market. And I would love to have you along on the very next mentor program. So make sure you're on priority notification for our very next mentor program so that you can become the best trader that you can be with our full support for life. And that's all we have for you today, guys. I'm Caroline Stephen. See you next week. You've been listening to TalkingTrading.com.au with Caroline Stephen. Make sure you are subscribed to this website to receive the very latest market views, commentary and expert opinion. Tune in next week as we've got a bumper show planned. Bye for now. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regard to your own situation.